Welcome to the Unstuck Your Life podcast. I'm your host and life coach, Pamela Hughes. Every week, we're going to start to wiggle loose in area of your life that has got you stuck. Hello, hello. How are you guys doing? Keep it cool out there right now? Man, I live in Phoenix. It is hot. Phoenix is so hot in the summer, right? Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, but we know that we get through these couple of months in the summer where it is blazing hot. And then we get to enjoy gorgeous weather the nine other months out of the year. Hmm. All right. So right now I'm trying to keep it cool. Uh, so if you hear the fan and the air conditioner going on in the background, you know why? Because it feels like a hairdryer outside. Yeah. When you open up the door to your house... It's like you're you're walking into the inside of a hairdryer. Yeah. So anyway, that's what it's like in Phoenix in the summer, in case any of you were wondering. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I digress. Today, folks, we are talking about constraint. To stop being so frustrated and overwhelmed. It, it's really, you know, kind of how to get out of your own way. We'll talk about what constraint is in these terms, why it's important, and the benefits of putting constraints on yourself. There are most definitely benefits to doing so. Have you ever gotten to the end of your day? You know, you made it, kids are in bed, the house is picked up, you're showered, you're finally able to sit down and chill out. For years, this was like what I was waiting for every single day. I would wake up in the morning, sometime between eh, 4.30, 5.30, depending on whether or not I was working out in the morning. And it was like my sole goal from the moment I woke up was to get to like 8, 8.30 at night. Because at 8, 8.30 at night, I could sit and relax. It was my time. It was me time, right? Work was done for the day at that point in time. Mommying was done for the day at that point in time. The day was kind of done. And I could kick it on the couch, just me, my husband, and some Netflix. And then it happened. It like always happened. Instead of sitting down and like relaxing into that downtime, I'd find myself annoyed because I couldn't figure out what to watch. Does this ever happen to you? Where like you finally sit down ready to like relax, you flip on the Netflix and then you're like, yep, don't know what to watch. Instead of actually watching something, you waste so much time trying to figure out what to watch. This happens to me, oh my gosh, way too often. It's like, should we watch this? Should we watch that? Should we start this series, this movie, this documentary? Should it be a drama? Should it be comedy? Yada, yada, yada. Like, what's the rating on this? Is there something better? What's everybody else watching right now? Before I would know it, like 15, 20 minutes of that precious me time had passed. And I still hadn't made a decision. And then I'd get frustrated about being frustrated. And I'd either just like pick something and resent the fact that I didn't really want to watch it, or I'd continue to search and watch something else. It just was like too many choices. And that was just Netflix. I mean, I also have Amazon Prime and Hulu, for goodness sakes. But then there were like those times where we'd be watching like a series, right? We watched It's Creek, we watched Dirty John. And when we have like a series in the show to watch, there's no frustration. We knew. This is what we're watching until the series is over. And that's that. Like, the choice is already made. Super easy. Simple. I mean, that's how I watch TV. I I really watch, like, one series at a time, one show at a time. The problem pops up when I don't have a show that I'm watching and I'm looking for something. I mean, the options just become so overwhelming. This happens with my daughter as well, like, when we go to get ice cream. 
There's so many choices, right? Baskin Robbins, 31 flavors, baby. So she'd walk in, look around and be like, I don't know. Should I get cookies and cream? What about a little bit of peanut butter fudge action? Little bubble gum, maybe coffee? Yes, my daughter likes coffee. Or, 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 or. And then, you know, a lot of times she'll make a decision. She'll be like, ah, I wish I would have got that. Ah, I wish I would have got that. But yet... If we swing by McDonald's to get a cone, which I've been known to do after she gets shots at the doctor's office, she can make up her mind right away. It's between chocolate, vanilla, or twist. Twist it is. For me, like picking a series and watching it from beginning to end, or for my daughter, like choosing between three flavors of ice cream instead of 31, well, that's constraint, right? You have constraint, limited choices. And in those situations, you can see where like limited choices actually make the choices easier. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, constraints and the magic that can come along with it. So what do I mean by constraint? Because a lot of times I think people can have like a negative connotation when they hear that word. Constraint, as I'm talking about it here today, is a limitation that you put on yourself that simplifies your life. Again, if you know what you're going to be watching on Netflix, it's super simple to sit down, flick on the TV, and relax because you're using constraint. You're just watching that one show instead of the millions, if not billions, of options that are now out there today. Same thing for my daughter when she goes to get ice cream. If she's got three flavors to choose from, she can happily and easily pick one versus 31 flavors becomes like overwhelming sometimes. So yes, constraint can be about freedom instead of restriction. Because constraint can be extremely freeing when you use it to reduce the choices, because those choices can also lead to overwhelm. And have you ever noticed that like when you're overwhelmed because like you have too much to do, you do nothing? This also happens when you have so many choices, sometimes it becomes overwhelmed, you don't pick one. Or maybe you've experienced information overload. Has this ever happened to you? Where you're just getting so much information at you. It's just coming at you, coming at you, coming at you. That you literally need to stop consuming information and step away from it all. Just so you can kind of catch your breath, right? You need to kind of constrain it because it's too much. What constraint does is it helps stop that spin of overwhelmed. Now, I learned about this concept of constraint in this manner from my mentor and coach, Brooke Castillo. She puts it in a way of like recommending that you focus on just one goal, like one victory, one thing you want to achieve at a time. One thing, just one. And while initially like I love the idea because like it narrows down those options and then forces me to like focus my time and attention on just that one thing. But I gotta admit, it also scares the hell out of me because... I have so many things I want to do, I want to try, I want to be a part of, that I feel like if I'm not doing all the things, trying all the things, a part of all the things, I'm missing out. Yeah, you have that FOMO, like fear of missing out. But after embracing this concept and trying it for myself and seeing how it may work, I quickly realized by making a decision to use constraint and focus on one thing at a time, I was able to relieve that pressure of like doing it all, of figuring it all out, which when when you feel like you got to do it all and figure it all out, can you like actually feel like that frustration in my voice when I say that? It's overwhelming. 
And when I feel like I have to do it all and figure it all out, that it becomes overwhelming. And at times I find myself that I do nothing. This time, though, I was able to work on becoming great in just one area and then allowing that to move me forward faster because I was making real progress. I could see the progress. I could feel the progress. And it was easy to just focus on it. I mean, if you really think about it, it it seems as though the more options we have, I mean, the more decisions we have to make. And when you got to make a lot of decisions, it leads to overwhelm. Most people believe that there's no such thing as too many choices. I want choices. I want options. But too many of them can actually paralyze you. There was this fascinating study done by a professor at Columbia University I want to tell you about. They called it the jam study. Jam is in jelly. The jam study. Kind of a cute name. What they did was they set up a booth at a California gourmet market. Like you can already kind of picture this in your mind, right? They had a booth. And at this booth, they had samples of jams and jellies for people to try out. Now, every few hours, they'd switch from offering a selection of 24 jams to offering a group of just six jams. So they'd go back and forth, 24, six, 24, six. They found that whether there were 24 options or whether there were six, on average, every customer that came to the booth tried, tasted two jams, okay? So it didn't matter if they had six to choose from or 24 to choose from, most people would try two. Now here's what's fascinating. 60% of the customers were drawn to the large selection of jams, while only 40% of people stopped by when they were only offering a few. But 30% of people who had sampled from the small selection decided to buy a jar of jam, while only 3% of those who stopped by when there were two dozen chose to purchase any. I throw this in there because while we may say we like options, the more options we have may actually be debilitating. Studies have shown that the more options we have often lead to less, not more, satisfaction once we decide. Because there is often that thought of, we could have done better. Again, that's what my daughter experiences when she finally picks a flavor of ice cream at Baskin Robbins and she sits there and goes, oh, maybe I should have tried this. Oh, maybe I should have tried that. I see constraint as a way of allowing you to pick one area of your life that you really want to focus on and then work on only that until you get it where you want it to be, until you like you've mastered it. What this can do is calm down all the chatter about trying this or doing that or experimenting with this or adding that in. Constraint means like you're limiting yourself. You're directing your mind and teaching your mind what to think about and what to focus on. You're giving your mind like a purpose, a job, a task. I see this a lot with my weight loss clients. They want to do everything. They want to work out four days a week. They want to get rid of all the junk food in the house. Stop eating carbs. Stop eating sugar. Start intermittent fasting. Like do it all yesterday. And that's how a lot of people tackle weight loss or well-being or whatever it is that you want to call it. But that is a recipe for disaster, I'm going to tell you right now, because you're trying to do too much. You're trying to do all the things. It becomes overwhelming. You throw your hands up and be like, yep, that didn't work. Well, it didn't work because it's frustrating and overwhelming. If you use constraint and you focused on just one of those things and really mastered it before adding another, what would change? Think about that. If you just focused on one thing, like 
working out three days a week. Like that was the thing you were focusing on. Do you see how that narrows your mind? Like, okay, this is success. If I just make a conscious effort to work out three days a week, that's what I'm working on right now until that becomes a habit. And then maybe you want to add in drinking enough water or getting enough sleep. But you focus on that for a period of time until you've mastered it, and then you add something else in. Do you see how that isn't restrictive? It's actually quite freeing. It shuts down the chatter of everything else. You make that decision to focus on one thing, make it happen. And then once it happens and it becomes routine, you add something else to it that you're going to constrict and focus on next. I don't know about you, but like when I have all these things floating around in my mind, all of these things I want to do, all of these things I want to create, I create a lot. Yeah, I create a lot of okay kind of stuff. It's not always great. It's done. It may be kind of half-assed. And I'm just offering this to you, to be honest, because I think we all do it. We all do it. I'm not proud, but it happens. This is what constraint has really helped me with. If I focus on that one thing, making that one thing solid, then my brain is more focused and I'm able to come up with things that I otherwise wouldn't have. It's like, again, I give my brain that job, that one thing to really work on and it goes to work on it. I exhaust myself and my brain when I'm trying to do all the things all the time because frankly, that's not possible. But you know what it is? Really frustrating. So constraint can lead to that focus and give you that relief. When you are laser focused on that one thing, you are relieved of worrying about everything else. You know what else constraint does? It really helps with decision fatigue. You know what that is? Have you ever experienced that? Like when you make a bunch of decisions every single day that you get so tired of making them? I read a study once that suggested we make upwards of 35,000 decisions on any given day. 35,000 decisions. Now, these aren't the big decisions of should I quit my job or should I marry him or should we have kids? Those are the big decisions. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about the small decisions. Like, do I take this route to work or do I take that route to work? What should I eat for lunch? What should I eat for dinner? What should I wear? Like all of those decisions, we make like 225 decisions on food alone. Let that sink in. 225 decisions on food alone? By constraining your life, you're limiting the amount of decisions you have to make. It's one reason why Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg both decided one day that they were just going to keep wearing the same thing because it was one less decision that they had to make. The less decisions you have to make, the more energy you have for the stuff you want to focus on in life. So for instance, I do intermittent fasting, which means I have my first meal at noon and I stop eating at eight. That's my window of time to eat. So in essence, I constrain my eating. And it's awesome. I absolutely love it. It was a little bit rough to get started for me, to be honest, but I stuck with it and I'm so glad that I did. There's so much freedom with it in all reality. For some, they may be like, I could never do that. For me, I'm like, I couldn't imagine not doing it. I don't have to think about breakfast, like ever. Like, it's not a factor for me. I don't wake up and wonder, should I eat? What should I eat? How much should I eat? Because I'm not eating. I don't even think about it. It isn't even an option. 
I will go out to brunch and I have been known to go out with friends and I have coffee. I literally sit there and have coffee. I'm here for the conversation. I'm here for the people. I'm here for the fun. I bring the fun. I'm not here for the food. It's not even a problem. When I travel, it's not, when am I going to eat? Where am I going to eat? It's not even eating. Like, it's not even in my brain. It is so freeing. I don't even have to think about it. I realize that I've used a lot of constraint with my clothes as well. Not like, <laughs> I'm constraining and looking conservative and not skimpy. No, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about the colors. My closet is full of like neutral colors. You walk in, it's white, black, beige, gray. White, black, beige, gray. Yeah, that's pretty much about it. Beige, right? And it may sound boring to you. It may sound absolutely boring to you, but it is so freeing to me. Because like by limiting the, the colors of clothes in my closet, it means like everything practically goes together. I don't have to try on a bunch of stuff to see what works. Because it all kind of works together. It really makes getting dressed easy, going out easy, getting ready easy. And you know what? I care about how I look. Like, I do. I'm one of those people that I wear makeup almost every single day. I dress up, not fancy, but I dress up in a way that makes me feel good. Because I believe like the appearance on the outside should reflect the way I'm feeling on the inside. And I take pride in looking good because I feel good on the inside. It's important to me. I don't care what anybody else thinks. I care what I think. And just by constraining and limiting the colors of my clothes, it really makes it easier. And that energy that I used to spend on trying on a bunch of stuff and does this work? Does that work? No, this, and then you get like a pile on your closet floor that eventually you got to hang up again or it gets added to your laundry. You got to do that weekend. And it's just a mess. Now I don't feel like the, I have nothing to wear because it all kind of goes together. And again, it's one last really decision I have to make. It's super simple. So right now, like with these examples, you may be thinking constraint is really boring or it's too rigid or maybe you're afraid of like missing out by restricting these certain aspects of your life. That keeping your options open is the way to go, right? Ah, 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 There is such thing as too many options. The choices become overwhelming. Like I'll go back to that Netflix example and the ice cream example that I opened up the podcast with. It, it can be too much. Think about finding a partner in life. Whether you're dating now or you dated your significant other before committing to one another, when you were dating and you were out there in the world trying to find somebody, it can be overwhelming for so many reasons. For one, so many options, so many people. Then there's this whole like, you know, do you like them? Do they like you? Are you attracted to them? Are they attracted to you? Are they a good person? Are they seeing anyone else? Are they even interested in being in a relationship? Blah, 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 blah. I remember it well. <laughs> I'm glad it's, it's over. But I also remember the moment that I decided Chris, my husband, was the one. When I made that decision, like all that other noise, all that other drama and worry, like it all went away. I got to focus on that one person and it made all that other stuff go away. That's also an example of constraint, right? Now, as I offer that to you, some of you may be afraid to commit and settle down for fear of missing out, right? What if there's someone else out there who's a better fit or you click more with or what if, what if, what if? Well, that just means you're constantly in that decision-making mode, which may be causing you more stress than you even realize. I see it when people go to buy cars, 
right? So many options, styles, colors, makes, models, prices, choices, choices, choices. I have a friend who only drives Fords. If it isn't a Ford, he's not driving it. When he needs slash wants a new truck or car, whatever it may be, he knows exactly where to go. He has limited options. He's happy with it. He picks it out. It's not overwhelming for him at all. It's super simple. See, I don't want you to see constraint as a limitation that restricts you, but more of a limitation that will simplify and set you free. So how do you do that? Great question. Here's what I want you to do. Think of an area of your life that you want to add some constraint to. Now, this is probably going to be an area where you're currently feeling that frustration, that overwhelm, or you're just struggling in general, okay? It may be your health, your relationship, finances, your job, whatever it may be, pick one. Pick one area that you want to bring some constraint to. What could you subtract from that to add some constraint and focus? Maybe it's picking one project to complete in your house instead of starting a bunch of them and never finishing them or even starting them to begin with. Maybe it's your weight and you decide to only eat during certain hours. Maybe it's finishing that first online course you bought before buying another one. Again, constraint. Now for some real talk here, all right, when you do this, and I highly encourage you to do it, it may feel uncomfortable. You may feel like you're in a straitjacket. That's okay. I'm going to tell you right now, nothing has gone wrong here. Allow yourself to be uncomfortable for a few minutes. Allow it. You made the decision to do this. Own it. Your brain has FOMO and it may be freaking out a bit. It's all part of the process, I promise. You're doing something intentionally that you may have never done before. Just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean something has gone wrong. It means you're growing. It means you're getting stronger. It means you're taking control of the life you want to live and the responsibility for how you're going to get there. You can do this. And let me tell you, it is so worth the freedom that comes with it. I mean that. So find that area of frustration or overwhelm. Sit down, write all the reasons you're frustrated or overwhelmed. Get them all out of your head so that you can look at them. After all of that, ask yourself, what do you want in this area? How do you wish it was different? How can you use constraint to get there? Pick one thing you want to focus on. Subtract that from your life in order to add more to your life. All right? This is such a great concept that I wish I would have learned so long ago. It has relieved so much of the overwhelm and frustration that I have experienced in my life. That doesn't mean it's gone forever. I'm human. I get frustrated and overwhelmed just like the rest of you. But what I've learned are the tools and the concepts that have allowed me to feel it less often. It doesn't mean it goes away forever. It just means that I'm in control when it's there. This is one way that you can bring some more of that control back to your life. I hope you try it out. If you do, hit me up on Facebook or Instagram, Pamela Hughes Coaching. Let me know how it goes for you. Let me know the things that you've tried, what's working, what's not working. I would love to hear from you. And if you're finding value in this podcast, which I really super hope that you are, go back and listen to some of the other podcasts that I have, including the one on decision fatigue. That was one of the first podcasts I did. So if you've experienced that, oh my gosh, I'm making so many decisions, that one can help you out as well. Go back and listen to that. But subscribe. Subscribe to my podcast so that you can get this every single week, those little nuggets that'll help you start living the life 
that you truly want. All right? Well, I hope it helps. Till next time. Hey there, podcast listeners. If you're feeling stuck and you want to start wiggling loose, head on over to my website, PamelaHughesCoaching.com and sign up for a free session to see if life coaching is for you. Again, that's PamelaHughesCoaching.com. Hope to chat with you soon.